Hey everyone, Brett Maddox here. I just wanted to take a moment before we start this episode to say thank you for an incredible year. When Jim and Alan and myself started this podcast in 2020, we never thought it would become what it has. And yet, here we are. We have had the opportunity to share our thoughts on Christian belief and why it matters, to interview amazing guests, some who have become friends of ours, and to join up with the Spirit and Truth podcast network, which honestly is still hard to believe. I do also want to let you know that not too long ago, uh, Jim, Alan, and myself were able to get away and retreat for a bit in order to pray and to plan for 2022. And we are, man, we are most excited about what is coming in the new year. We've got plans for closing out the uh, looking at the study of the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which we've been doing, and, and moving on to further and deeper discussions on Christian belief and why it matters. So we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for sharing us with your friends and family, and thank you for supporting us and continuing to encourage us to keep on doing this project. Lastly, Jim, Alan, and myself want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a most happy and joyful New Year. Now let's get started with the show. Hello, Podicumans, and welcome to another episode of the Podicesis Podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends and two gentlemen whose hearts are not three sizes too small at all, Alan Kaysen and Jim Morrow. How are you guys doing? I am doing great, although if there's ever an episode, I was nervous that my parents were listening. <laughs> it's this one. <laughs> it's this one right here. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas uh, examples and parents, at Christmas time, my dad always used to say, bah humbug. So I hope, Dad, that you're listening. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> well, that's good. To it's know. good to be with everybody. We're glad to continue our conversation about the Ten Commandments today. Absolutely, absolutely. And as just a reminder, uh, you can hit us up on social media at Podakesis is where you can find us. Leave that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. And we hope you will go back and listen uh, to some of our previous episodes at our at pod, uh, .podbean.com is where our website is. Hey, uh, just a quick note here, um, an episode of another podcast in our, in our network, in the uh, Spirit and Truth Podcasting Network, the Reclamation Podcast, uh, Tony Miltenberger, the host that had us on, and it was a great, a lot of fun. It's it's live. Y'all can go find it at the Reclamation uh, Podcast, just wherever you hear, listen to your favorite uh, podcast. Um, Alan and Jim, did y'all have a good time? I had a good time on that show. I had a great time. I had a fantastic time. Well, that's that's <laughs> because that's because he liked you a lot, and he gave you a lot of compliments, and it's a refreshing thing to not get picked on every five seconds. Well, I, I always yeah. seek the approval of others, so it was great. <laughs> well, you're the glue. You're the cream and the <laughs> Oreo, yes. the peanut butter yes. and jelly in the sandwich. <laughs> so y'all check out the Reclamation Podcast. We had Tony on as a guest not too long ago. You can always go check out that episode. Yep. Um, but the Reclamation Podcast is always bringing wonderful content that um it's a regular listen of mine and yeah. we're friend podcasts because he doesn't want to be called sister podcast that's right the spirit and truth podcast network which you can find at 
spirit and truth dot life. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Well, we are going to uh, crank back up into the catechism right now, and we are going to be looking at the fifth commandment. So the questions in John Wesley's revision of the Westminster Shorter Catechism that deal with the fifth commandment, which is honor your father and your mother. And so we're going to go ahead and get started with that. And here's the question, which is the fifth commandment? The fifth commandment is, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God gives you. Awesome. That's from direct quote from Exodus 20, verse 12. And uh, so y'all can go look at that. And then we'll go to the next one, and that is, what is required in the fifth commandment? The fifth commandment requires preserving the honor and performing the duties belonging to everyone in their several places and relations as superiors, inferiors, or equals. And then we'll move down. And interestingly enough, and we'll probably talk about this in a little bit, Alan made a, made a mention to this before we started the show, and that was notice how quickly the catechism moves away from this, the particular of moms and dads. Yes to more general yep. relationships. So that's an interesting, interesting. piece Interesting. Yes. All right. We'll talk more about that for sure. All right. Question number 65. What is forbidden in the fifth commandment? The fifth commandment forbids the neglecting of or doing anything against the honor and duty that belongs to everyone in their several places and relations. And then the last one will be, what is the reason annexed to the fifth commandment? The reason annexed to the fifth commandment is a promise of long life and prosperity as far as it shall serve for God's glory and their own good to all who keep this commandment. So those are the questions and answers, and there are some proof texting here, uh, if you will, some scriptures that the um, catechism uses to uh, to prove its point in this. And so we're going to go, we're not going to hit all of them, there's quite a few if you look at them all connected to each question. Um, and we've already mentioned um, Exodus 20.12, we read that out loud, that's where the, uh, the quote for the fifth commandment itself. But we're going to go ahead and go into um, each question and answer. We're going to pick out one uh, passage each and, um, and, and share that with you all now. Jim, I think you've got the first Yeah, one. so we'll take a look at uh, Ephesians 5.21. Um, and this, is, this happens in Colossians as well. Um, they call it often the household code is kind yeah. of a summary of what's happening here. So in this section of the letter, uh, you'll see Paul having conversations about wives and husbands yeah. and um, children and servants, etc. Um, some of you might be familiar with the controversy surrounding wives, submit yourselves to your husbands and all of the little complementarian, egalitarian yeah. things that go on there. But I always love to remember, just like Jed Bartlett from the West Wing reminded us in an episode of verse 21, which I believe controls the whole thing. Before mm -hmm. Paul talks about wives, husbands, children, etc., mm -hmm. he says this, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yes. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yes. And so that is, that is part of the way um, I think that the catechism is making the bridge away from the particulars of mother and father into um, everyone in their respective places, which I hope we can talk about as a point of biblical interpretation in a minute. 
You know, it's interesting you bring that up about the um, complementarian, egalitarian uh, kind of— We might of, want to define that for yeah, our podic humans. Uh, debate. Um, let's see. Complementarian is the—and um, y'all help me out with this—is um, the idea that um, every uh, men and women have their roles, right? Mm-hmm. And They're and, God, God-designed, God-ordained, not just uh, uh, gender and biology physically, but roles within society. Yeah, and within the church too, and within the church, right, and within marriage and right. et cetera, all relationships, right. And then, um, and so you don't. And the more uh, complementarian folks will say, "Don't, don't cross the streams. Don't come out of that. Uh, don't come out of your role. Know your role, yeah. basically, right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Know and your so, role. <laughs> and then uh, egalitarian would be uh, more. Um, equality-based or um, egalitarian-based way of looking at roles and 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 ways of of being. Yeah, as in that men and women um, don't particularly have uh, social gender roles. More right. fluid. Um, it doesn't it doesn't mean that there are not biological uh, factors that each play. Um, we can that's a different conversation, but it's about the role that men and right. women will play. That they they can come from equal footing. Right. Um, and in the in the in the world of the church, it really has to do with can women be preachers and leaders, and that's where it kind of the the the, the rubber meets the road, if you will, with this debate. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, the- real quick. Uh, speaking of this, have you all seen? There's a meme or a picture that goes around Facebook all the time. It's like the um, God ordained role of the family, and it's an umbrella, a series of umbrellas. And I it's think like I have seen that. God's yes. the big umbrella, then the yeah. husband is the second yes. umbrella, and yeah. the wife is underneath it. It's like a, a distinct ordering. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't had the courage to see what my wife thinks about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be that would be a more um that would be a more complementarian right. view. Right. Um, we don't need to keep going into that, but that's it's a worthy discussion at this point. Right. And and, and it is. And um, I just only mention it because on my Twitter feed, that has become one of the things that every day there's, you know, an argument. Well, yeah, well, right well now, what happens on Twitter is the most important thing. And well, it's whatever. real. Right. It's, it's not totally real. It's, real. It's not real if it's not on <laughs> Twitter. Twitter in fact, <laughs> and in fact, you don't know what you're supposed to think about until you log on to Twitter. Ooh, did you know right. you're supposed to be outraged today? Hey, are you guys outraged about the right things? I'm outraged oh, that you're gosh. outraged about hey, something Twitter's not outraged can, about. Can you guys hold on? I need to check into Twitter real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe that's why it was worth uh, a brief digression yeah. into complementarian and egalitarian because people may be seeing it yeah. um, across the internet. That's exactly right. Okay, and so then the the next passage we're going to be looking at um, comes from Matthew chapter 15, verses 4 through 6. For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father and mother or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother what you would have gained from me is given to God— He need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites. um, You hypocrites. So uh, Jesus is getting... This is a... This got an exclamation point. He says, you hypocrites! Sorry, you're right. There was an exclamation point there. That's Um, how I envisioned Jesus saying it. (laughs) You hypocrites! Um, 
so uh, the, Jesus is actually talking about, if you look at the, um, uh, the context here, he's talking about traditions. He's, he's, he's getting at the issue of um, traditions here. And, and I'll just back, back up a little bit, um, starting at verse 1. Uh, then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break tradition, the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. And so then Jesus gets into this issue of, um, he says, he answers them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your own tradition? So he is um, getting into this issue of how the Pharisees are using the law um, as a means of control or as a means of um Power as or a giant exercise and missing the point of yeah, and that's the whole true. issue here. As a giant exercise, of and by missing the way, the did they not know that the CDC recommends that you wash your hands for sixty exactly. seconds under warm water? Right. I mean, all getting right. COVID all over their hands. Oh. I mean, really? Yeah, and the hand sanitizer. You got to do that yeah. too. You got to do yeah. the, the alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Yeah, the front, the, the the front and the back of your hand. Yeah. I mean, come get on, under people. the nails. Get, come on, disciples. disciples. Get with us. <laughs> But, so, uh, you know, so that, that gets into the question about what is forbidden. I mean, it's forbidden is neglecting or going against um, um, the idea of honoring your father and mother or um, any relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, you know, these proof, these texts, um, these scripture proofs that we have here, uh, again, it's interesting how they speak to uh, using kind of the specific of honor your mother and your father, but the, the catechism becomes really general. Again, the answer to uh, the question, so the answer, so the question and answer for that this this text, this this uh, scripture text was uh, uh, connected to, what is forbidden in the fifth commandment? The fifth commandment forbids neglecting or doing anything against the honor and duty that belongs to everyone mm-hmm. in their several places and relations. Yeah, so there's a couple things that happen here. One, and many of the scholars of the Exodus 20 looking at the whole Ten Commandments will note that this is the place where the commandments take your um, the commands of God and then make the shift to say this is also how then you treat one another, right. which is rightly ordered that we um, that God orders the way we then live among one another. Right. And so what they would say. Um, is that it could very well be um, not necessarily just symbolic, but representative also of all human relationships, especially those uh, intimate. Because if you're going to talk about um, loving your community well and your neighbor, there's no more intimate, especially in the ancient Near East culture, than your father and mother. And it is also worth noting that in the ancient Near East, for them to, for God to include the mother— yeah, yeah. Um, in what would be very patriarchal style society was actually quite. Um, I mean, it's it's very inclusive. Yeah, very much so. In in fact, sometimes it, if you if you know what you're looking for, then it becomes almost stark. It's like the um, in Genesis where uh, the creation of man and woman, and um, God says that the man will leave his family and cleave to his wife, um, the woman. Um, What's interesting is that it was so countercultural to what actually happened in that patriarchal society. The woman left her family and was connected to the family of the of her husband, uh, literally living in their household, no longer a part of the household of of her of her family. Mm. Um, And so it was. If you know that, if you know what the culture looks like, these things like honor your mother and your father um, become stark. Yeah. 
in context. You know, the, the catechism is almost, sometimes I think it's an artifact of its time in some interpretive ways. Sure, I don't want to, I don't, um, because I, I think word, you yeah. cannot throw out the plain text. I hate using that word because it's loaded, but yeah. there is something to be said about what it means to honor an actual father and mother, yeah. as well as I think it is right to extrapolate meaning extend that to all human relationships. Yeah. I love, however, that it picks up that um, more archaic concept that we've dropped in our modern culture of honor and duty. Yeah. I yeah. do like that. I think those are um, virtuous uh, uh, things that, that maybe we don't talk as much about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so I think there's a tension in there. Um, modern scholarship might say less about how it extends to everybody, but you can see how they get there through the New Testament. Yeah, of course. So I think it's worth holding together. What does it mean actually to honor our father and mother? And then what does it mean to bring extend our relationship with God into our human relationships? And and I, I like how you said that New Testament it will get us to that point. And I think this next passage that Alan's going to share with us kind of helps with that, because piggybacking on what Jim read earlier from Ephesians with that kicking off verse, if you will, of mutual submission to each other um, as, um, under Christ, um, there is this sense then that gets commented on or it, it gets played out with this next piece that Alan's, that Alan's going to share with us. Yeah, so um, Jim read from Ephesians 5, and the household code continues in chapter 6 with instructions to children, with instructions to fathers, which is instructions to slaves and masters. Again, different time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to read the passage on children, verses 1 through 3 of Ephesians 6. It says, uh, Paul writes, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then um, then he goes to honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, which is an interesting note that Paul makes. And that promise is so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Mm-hmm. And I, as we were getting ready, I was thinking about sort of the, uh, in relation to this promise that God makes, um, sort of the negative of that, it was a, a thing my mom used to always say, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I don't think she had to say that too often, but um, um, but <laughs> there is this this idea that's just just sort of those natural consequences or or natural uh, benefits. Yeah, you know, if you honor your father and mother, things are gonna naturally go well. Yeah. If you don't, they will naturally not go well. Um, <laughs> that's on a, you know, and that's on a personal level, right? An individual level, um, for you know. But um, but then I think you 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 extrapolate this not just these were these were commands for the community, right? Mm-hmm. Not just as individuals, right. but right. for the community. Right. And so, um, and and originally for the Israelites, um, originally for the promised land, you know, yes. the land that God gives you. But you think about it now, I mean, um, there is less and less of honoring your father and your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, there's less and less. So there's a, like I said, this was, a, this was a, an instruction to children. There's also responsibilities 
that Paul lists for parents, for fathers, yes. you know, and so I think there's a, you know, as we, as, you know, as we kind of, we, we narrow down and we get into the, why does it matter? Um, we have, we have some issues in our culture today of children not honoring their father and mother, but also fathers and mothers not um, leading their children in the ways of the Lord. And those, that combination right there is a big deal and a yeah. huge, huge reason why we have a lot of issues today. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't want to sound like a fundamentalist or anything like that, but I just no, feel no, like, no. I mean, I just feel like, um, well, there, there is something to be said there. Like, um, if you are not a, if you don't find it valuable to honor and keep deep connection to the relationship right in front of you, then what is the ripple effect on that? Yeah, um, sure. Right. And, you know, you said you don't want to sound like a fundamentalist, but if it's fundamental, we need yeah, right, to, right, right, right. We, we need to sound that way. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I think so. there's a different sense of um, the fam family being the fundamental unit, et cetera. There's lots of nuances in that um, that you can do without going um, into the full out more fundamental evangelical ways. But there's right. no problem with uh, with valuing the family. I think that's a very important thing. And maybe in a reaction to some extremely fundamental family dynamics, people have gotten feel free to not care about families. And I hate to talk in the abstract with straw men like that, but um, there's something here. So you listen, know what the question listen. is, and we can circle back to this later, is what about when it's hard yeah, um, to honor father mm, and mother? Well, I wanted, I wanted to speak to that on a personal level, too. Um, but let me say one less. Let me back mm -hmm. up just a little bit. Um. The, the straw man thing you said, um, I, I don't know if we are setting up a straw man, because at least scripturally, at least in the Old Testament, the the work of the parents upon their children and how the children would respond, it becomes a very important piece. Again, and y'all are going to laugh, but in Deuteronomy, right? In chapter 5, chapter 6. Oh, you mean really? the Shema, which oh, you have tattooed on your forehead, your I forearm, should. and your, your triceps? But I... I <laughs> But I only go back to it because, you know, Jesus, I mean, he is the great, great commandment. But anyway, um, and if you're going to go back to a passage, I guess that's one. That's of the them. one you got to go back to. But there, there's those pieces in there of teach, teach these to your children. Like it's it's not I had a person um, at uh, who was asking me about membership one time just recently, actually. And um, it was a husband and wife. They were young, young couple, and they were having a baby, and they were talking about membership. And uh, they were talking to me about wanting to join the church, but then they were also saying, um, what were my thoughts upon um, them raising their children to um, not, not forcing church on their children until they're ch letting their children want to come to church uh, want to uh, experience Jesus on their own, but not being forced, not having that forced upon them. I had to push back a little bit, and I said, well, what does that mean, not to force church or Jesus on them? They've not to even talk about him. Not to even talk about him, like in, in the family unit. You know, uh, we'll come to church as a baby. They have to come. But, as, you know, we eventually want them to make a decision upon them, you know, for themselves, for whatever they believe in. And I'm just sitting here going, then what's, you know, this, this, this is all backwards. This is, this is not the, the whole point of, 
uh, discipleship of, 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 of our, of who we are as Christians is to pass on the faith. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that and includes your, your, with our, our kids as parents. The reality, speaking of how important a family is, is your primary formation is in your family of origin. Yes. I mean, because you're born with practically zero experiences, and then you're born, and then you have a million experiences, and they're all every the way you see the world is based on the people that right. raise you right. and that you're with so um that's part of the reason why it's so important but part of the thing that this commandment also does is it refuses to let us um pull up roots too much mm. like you are never a disembodied person you mm-hmm. are um you have genealogical roots and that's one of the difficulties, you know, uh, the three of us are itinerant preachers. Some of us apparently itinerate more than others. <laughs> that means that we, we, we get appointed to serve churches. So we move from time to time. What's that like? Uh, I don't think Brett has ever, I think Brett was born in the office he's sitting in right now. Um, but at any rate, so one of the things that we deal with is there's a sense of uprootedness yeah. um, that you feel, especially now that we have children. Um, and all the people around us, have, they, they, they're going 15 dates a month because grandma and grandpa can watch the kids and sister mm-hmm. and brother can watch the kids, et cetera. Um, but our culture is very much like that, uprooted. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't feel compelled maybe to stay connected to our families. But what that also means is, but you're still carrying generations of formation in you. Right. And so what do you do with that? And I think the commandment tries to put that back. I think Pete Scazzaro, um, who wrote Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, says something like, um, you may leave your home, but or Jesus is in your heart, but grandpa is in your bones. Ooh, that's such a good line. Yeah. So at any rate, I don't need to riff too much on that. But the idea is that this commandment seems to want to keep us reminded that we are generationally connected. Right. So, um, so kind of... Get- transition us to where you were about to go earlier there's no condition in this command on how well your mother and father are or um um or um if your mother and father are present in your life or not or there's no conditions it's just simply honor your father and mother Uh, i think the assumption is that they they that your mother and father are there but and, and healthy and healthy and all that. So, yeah. I mean, you guys might be better to answer this question than, than me. So what do we do with that? What do we do with that lack of, there's no conditions. There's I'll just tell you the, simply honor your father and mother. I'll tell you at least the first few things that I think we should do with that is that we should recognize everybody who's listening um, that every command comes with a promise. That's a, I believe a word of John Wesley. And um, the question that we bring to this, I think I phrased before is, okay, what kind of person do I have to be for this to be true? Um, What does it mean to honor? We have to think about that. So I don't want you to hear this as like, well, the Bible says that my abusive parents, I have to go be nice to and love. Uh, The Bible doesn't, and saying honor your father and mother does not mean that you're not allowed to have boundaries or you shouldn't. Um, it doesn't mean things like that, where or that your parents are allowed to manipulate you or um, overfunction in your life or take advantage of you or otherwise abuse. So, I mean, we need to get that out of the way right off the bat. That's, that's good. Um, but from there, what does it mean? I think I think that's a really good way of putting it. And um, 
I've shared this on the podcast uh, before, and I'm, I'm, I'm very – the reason I get into personal stuff with me is uh, I find um, there's a lot of redemption happen, that's happened in my life, and I like to share that good news to help people who are walking through darkness to realize redemption can come for them as well. And it, it, is, also, it's, yeah. it also shows that it matters. And that it matters, so. right. So um, – <clears throat> As y'all know, I, I don't have the very best relationship with my mom. My my dad and I get along great. Um, my parents divorced when I was two, um, and my dad have a good relationship. Um, it's distant, but it's good, if that makes sense. Um, my mother and I do not have a good relationship, just a lot going on from stuff that happened in the past and when I was a child and all that kind of stuff. Um, and um, in fact, uh, our relationship was so strained, and we were so estranged and are estranged even to this day that my mom, my my mother has never met her grandkids, hmm. and um, and that's protection, me protecting them, and so um, there's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, well, uh, about six months ago or so, uh, my mom was in great need of moving from one place to another place, moving out of a place of danger for herself and. She called me to help, and I thought, well, maybe this is a place of healing for us. And so I, from where I was kind of left out, I decided under much prayer, this might be a place of healing and maybe could get some things right and help my mother get back, get on a right track in her life too, health-wise, um, decision-wise, making poor, poor decisions that she had. Um, and so I decided, okay, I'm going to try to help her out. So I, would, I, I went... Um, to her. I, I moved her into a new place. I, I put some money out there. I tried to be present in her life and because I, I, I wanted to work to a place where there was some some redemption in that relationship. And then I could, then the kids could come in and there could be it's just kind of a thing there. And it didn't work. Um, it, we, it was, we were, we were, things were moving in a good spot for about two weeks and then it fell, fell apart. She started making bad decisions again, and now it's it's completely just it's 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 shut down again. I struggle with this. I struggle with this commandment. You know, I, I know last time we talked about Sabbath, and I said Sabbath was my big struggle. Uh, maybe this, this is the big struggle for me right here because um, I it's I I just I do, I don't care anymore. Mm. I just don't care, and to be completely honest, it just has worn me down to the place where. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. And that it's difficult. And there's a lot of people, Brett, that are dealing, that are thinking, and not to take away, but I mean, you're, you're speaking a common mm-hmm. genre of experiences. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of alienated families. Yeah. And, and I know that I know how it can wear a person down. And, and if you're in the church and you hear sermons on forgiveness. Um, listen, I had to do this with an abusive stepfather who I'm still trying to figure out how to forgive for the crap he put me through when I was eight years old. Um, this, I, but with my mom, it's such a different thing. With my stepfather, I kind of would like to get to a place where I would, we could work, I could forgive him. And there's a, there's kind of a, in my heart, my mom is just, it's just become very apathetic about the whole situation. So I get this. This is the place where God is doing some, I, I would imagine, is, is working on me um, mm-hmm. in, in great ways. I just haven't got there yet. So yeah. there's no happy ending to this story, by the way. That's, that's the whole point to this, too. <laughs> yeah, but there is, can This be. is an open-ended story. 
in some way. Well, yes, exactly. But I do believe God can redeem anything. So it's not like it's not like this is a lost cause. I just yeah. So what does it mean to honor your mother and your father? Um, I mean, um, you know, the, the, the catechism says, you know, um, performing the duties belonging to everyone in their several places and relations, um, Mm -hmm. preserving the honor. What does it mean to honor? Mm. Um, I think, I mean, they're, to recognize the the word that comes to my mind is value, but I don't know if that's even the right word. Well, you can think about value like that if you're thinking about, especially in terms of the value as one who is created in the image of God. Yeah, that's what that's where I was going with that, like sacred value of a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, interestingly, and I don't know if this would help or not, uh, so let, let's, as we're thinking through this, I, I want to take us to the words of um, John Wesley on this. He's been helpful for us, I think, in these commandments in some places. First of all, interestingly enough, he calls these next six commands that start with honor your father and your mother um, the commandments of the second tablet. <laughs> I just think that's a kind of a, a interesting way of, of talking about this. Um, but... Uh, he would say that um, the fifth commandment is concerning the duties we owe to our relations, that of children to their parents, is only instanced in um, honor your father and mother, which includes an inward esteem of them, outwardly expressed upon all occasions in our carriage towards them, um, obedience to their lawful commands, which is an interesting um, qualifier on that, uh, submission to their rebukes, instructions, and corrections, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward, uh, disposing of themselves with the advice and direction and consent of parents, not alienating their property, but with their um, appropriation, uh, appro- um, approbation, and endeavoring in everything to be the comfort of their parents and make their old age easy to them. That's really applicable. Mm-hmm. I was just about to ask because there's a, I think um, there's a way of honoring our mother and father um, in while we're in the household, and then there's a way of honoring your mother and father outside the household as yeah. you as you mm-hmm. create your own family. Um, and I think you know, like Brett, in your situation, um, the, as you have your own family and you're trying to deal with your mother, there's a different way of honoring her now than than in the past yeah. um so if there was somebody just a johnny joe uh person that that had a similar situation one of the things that i would that i would want to say is something like I w- what would it look like for you to pray yourself towards honor in the particular way that god might want you to do that and that's that's something that i wouldn't as a pastor want to proscribe to somebody um, but would want to discern alongside. That's one of the yeah. differences. One of the things I think we miss in our big discourses, and theology is theology, but to live it out usually is about walking together in discernment mm-hmm. about the particularities of the ground we're walking versus uh, broad general statements. Um, Wesley hit the nail on the head on that one. You know what it makes me think of? Um, so I strive also 
and struggle also and want to be better at honoring my mother and father, but I have children. And on the other side of that commandment, what, what might I bring to my home that would make me a parent that is easy to honor or that is um, desirous that somebody would want, my children would want to live this in an easy way. Can I make it easy for them to yeah, live this? I mean, wow. Now, yeah. I don't, I yeah. don't know if that's actually the spirit of this commandment, but to flip that around, I'm thinking, is there something, God, can you help me to be a parent for which my children will find this a life-giving commandment? without having too much challenge that's kind of what i want to pray well i don't think it's uh, it's not that big of a leap to go there i mean i think um um and certainly i guess i guess paul does that i mean that's what i'm saying right those household codes i mean that's what he does he goes directly after children he goes to fathers it's not a it's submit to one another out of reverence for christ um it's all of us and that's what the i guess that's what the catechism was getting at too is that whether whether every place whether you are the superior or the inferior in terms of um, the mother, father, or the child, um, or, or whatever relationship that it, it is, um, it's a mutual thing. Yeah. Hey, can, can I go ahead, Jim, go ahead. La- last thought I have on this topic is Paul mentions, this is the only command with a promise. And it's not simply like, if you get your dad a Christmas gift, you'll live forever. Right. Um, but, but it is really the only one that affects. Well, it's according to what kind of, like, yeah, I guess. you know, Eli Maddox, when you're listening to this in a couple of years, I just need you to know it, it actually does matter. And I want okay. something really Fair nice. Enough. I just need Fair you enough. Know. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, but it, but it is the only command that, that in fact impacts the positive living of your life, which just goes to show how much, how valuable our deepest and closest relationships can be to us. I think that's a good word to pull out of that too. Yeah. Uh, Wesley would say about that very thing, um, uh, those that in conscience towards God keep this and other of God's commandments. So I guess there's a sense that if you're keeping this, then you're also striving to keep the other commandments. Right. May be sure it shall be well with them that they shall live as long on the earth as infinite wisdom sees good for them. And what they may seem to be cut short of on earth shall be abundantly made up in eternal life, the heavenly Canaan, which God will give them. So, I guess this just come to mind. I, I just, I think it's important to remind everybody that we are in a fallen world, that right. um, that our families are not perfect. I think right. I think it's the joke right. of nobody's family's perfect, right? You know, and um, and what is it that uh, what's the name of the 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 bird in a Lion King? Zazu, Zazu, Zazu. What he says about Scar, he's like, uh, "There's one in every family," and he's like, "There's two in mine." <laughs> so, go ahead, go ahead. Wow, that was sorry. a deep cut from the '90s. What, uh, <laughs> he's moving, he's moving up. He's, sorry, Alan. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just, I just, I just. It's hard, you know. It's hard. We're uh, our our relationship relationships. Many of them are broken. Some of our own doing, and some of not, um, and some because of the state of sin in the world. But that, but that through Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it's possible to mend these relationships and to, to, to get to a place of honoring mother, father, uh, um, being a, a good father, being a good mother. Um, it is possible. You know, Brett, you talked about redemption and so forth. Um, you know, um, there's. So I guess I, I guess I say there's a reason why sometimes it's, it's really hard, and these and and relationships are broken but there's also there's also a cure uh and there's also a a a path of hope 
Amen. Um, through the Holy Spirit. So, Amen. No, that's a good word. Hey, um, a couple more minutes, and then uh, before we wrap up, I, I did want to mention this one thing. I want to read something to y'all, and I want you to uh, tell me what you think of this as we've had this discussion. I think this is an important piece to this. Uh, this is from the Gospel of Luke. Um, this is what uh, the words of uh, so, Now the great crowds accompanied him, Jesus, and he turned and he said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Hmm. Hmm. The scripture contradicts itself. Now, we've spoken on this before. Yeah, so. well, I'll just re- reiterate what I, what I said earlier is that I think that, that, our, that our following Jesus in comparison sh- looks like hate. Hmm to our other relationships that our, our love and our, and our, our, um, how in depth we want to follow Jesus in comparison looks like hate. Um, I mean, it makes our other relationships and the way we view our other relationships like hate, um, which I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's how I, I view Such it, as so. like the magnitude with which we love Jesus right. makes the amount of love we have for others seem really small. Thank you. Right. That's such a better way of, of, of saying <laughs> yeah. it, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the two things, two things. Uh, I want to, three things. I want to make sure that we know that just Four. because words in English are used in different parts of the Bible does not mean that there, you can completely say this is that. Yes. Right. So there's that's so exactly much context right. yes. and nuance and different. Uh, context. The other is um, you can take, there's a sense of hyperbole for sure, but you can take right. the fact that Jesus says, following me is of the utmost sincerity and importance. Yes, like, exactly. That's one of the things you can take away. The other thing you can take away is, can you really love, say, somebody if you are not ordering your loves with God first in mm-hmm. the way that we understand our worldview? Can you really love, say, mm-hmm. father and mother, if you are not ordering your loves through God. So Jesus is actually making a very gracious claim here. Yeah. Um, while it might sound strange, oh, I don't want to hate my mother and father. Well, if you follow me and love me with the sincerity and wholeheartedness with which I require, you will actually be loving your family in a holy, more whole way. Mm-hmm. So I would say no contradiction. No, absolutely not. And he's, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Both those are great um, ways of looking at this. Hey, um, so as we're wrapping up, um, I do want to uh, just say something to our Podakesis community. So we're coming to the um, we're coming to the end of the year. Um, this what? is, uh, I mean, um, so we're in Advent. We're in the season of Advent. We prepared. need to get your you need to get your financial givings in. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Methodistalbany.com slash give. Metter United Methodist Church, PO Box five nine five. Brett Maddox, care of the Podakesis podcast. The way you said it just sound like a end of year you know (laughs) (laughs) but we are getting to the end of the year this is advent season christmas is coming up and we hope that you are um, enjoying god as you prepare to celebrate the birth of of jesus um i do want to say to our podakesis community uh jim allen and i just recently were able to get together for a little bit of a 24-hour retreat to think through the new year and what we're going to be doing. We're not going to let you know all the stuff, but we've got some things planned for the new year um, that are pretty, it's going to be pretty fun. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, maybe a little bit different uh, change to the format or and how often we re-release and all that kind of stuff. Don't so, give it all away. We've got to do that internet thing where we're like, 
let's build suspense. Yes, and then I know. tell you later. We do have some special guests coming up who I'm not going to tell you about right now. But uh, one of these get well. Let me just leave it at no that. I'm way no, 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 excited. No, 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 yes. no, no. <laughs> So uh, really, really excited about that. Some great things coming up. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, uh, thank you to the Podakesis community um, for your continued support for sharing us out to your friends and family. We hear about it all the time, um, and, and it's kind of fun. I will say we were Alan and I were at Jim's church uh, and. Um, he was introducing us as these are the Potakesis guys, and they knew what he was talking about, which was an amazing <laughs> thing. Like uh, it was that was really fun. So it was um, fun. the first time and only time you'll ever be celebrities is when we're and when really we're repping Potakesis. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, our next episode, um, we're going to be talking about the sixth commandment, which is the um, uh, "You shall not kill," and um, we'll talk about what that means and what that looks like. Don't Remember, we're part of the Spirit and Truth Network. You can. Find out all uh, podcasting network, and you can find out all about that at spiritandtruth.life. You can find out at that website about the Spirit and Truth Conference, which is happening March 17th through the 19th in 2022 in Dayton, Ohio. Click on that, register for it. It's going to be awesome. The Podakesis guys are going to be there. And if you register and you put Podakesis, P O D E C H E S I S, in the discount box, you will get $20 off your registration. And so that's going to be awesome, and we look forward to being there and even seeing some of you. Hit us up on social media. Um, at Potakesis is where you can find us anywhere on social media. You can also find us at potakesis.podbean.com where you can see past episodes and show notes and resources and all that. And also, as always, you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple, Apple iTunes and even call us on our voicemail at 404-635-6679, and we would love to hear from you. Maybe even play your comment on the show. We would love to have you on there. Um, Alan, Jim, I'm thankful for you guys. Merry Christmas to you guys. I don't know if we're, uh, you know, I don't know how the episodes are going to land yet as when they drop before Christmas, so I'm just going to prematurely say Merry Christmas to you guys. I love you guys. I hope you, I hope you all have a great, great holiday season. Happy Advent, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everyone. Absolutely. Ditto. <laughs> There's and we're Alan. Out. There's Alan, absolutely. All right, Podic Humans, have a great one. Talk to you later. <laughs>